Well, good morning and happy new year. Good morning. The video we just watched was produced by uh, a network of churches in Chicago that are doing a lot of church planting, church refreshment, church revitalization all throughout Chicago um, with the kind of sort of spirit and philosophy that you just heard in that video. And I thought it was helpful just to sort to get us sort of get us thinking uh, about the year to come and thinking about and praying about how we can reach uh, our urban environment, our semi-urban environments where many of us live and certainly where we worship, um, and to sort of start us thinking about that as we move forward. And today we're going to have just a a short sort of teaching time, meditation time now, uh, and then we're going to have some time where we're going to pray for the year to come, pray for our city and our context, our communities and the environments that we live in. Um, So we'll just take a few minutes here first to uh, have a few thoughts um, and then move into some time of praying together. There are some words in that video that I'm going to kind of try to capture uh, in the meditation as we go forward this morning. Because whenever we we think about the needs of the city, we can kind of get energized to sort of tackle problems. I think it's sort of a, I don't know if it's a Northeast thing or if it's an American thing, but we kind of consider ourselves to be problem solvers. And many of your careers are problem-solving type careers. So give me a problem. I'll, I'll figure it out. Just give me, you know, give me that tech problem, give me that computer problem, give me that education problem, and, and I'll figure it out. You know? And even, even with, a, with our home improvement and, and figuring out how to refinish or figure, figuring out how to do a hobby, we're, we're very much um, people who will want to find the solutions. But when you enter an issue like the city and the overwhelming issues and concerns and the bigness of urban life, we quickly can become overwhelmed. We look at the issues that face the city, and we look at urban education, or you take urban poverty, or you take urban loneliness, or you take urban justice. You take any of those issues, and every single one of them has this overwhelming feeling, let alone all of them together. So it's sometimes very overwhelming to think about tackling the needs of the city. And so even though a church or a campus or even the church can get sort of um, all energized about it, quickly that energy can become over feeling of overwhelmedness. And that overwhelmedness can lead us to other feelings of like depression and exhaustion, um, even resentment, and sometimes we just want to throw up our hands when we're overwhelmed. Certainly the problems of the city can overwhelm, but the challenges in our own lives can be overwhelming too. So raising children can be overwhelming. Navigating difficult employment situations can be overwhelming. Excuse me. Um, There it is. Excuse me. Navigating certain relationships can feel overwhelming. And most of us, uh, maybe you're different, most of us don't like the feeling of being overwhelmed. It's not a pleasant sensation of feeling like you're, you're um, being washed over with, with concerns and that you're just sort of feeling inundated and overcome. We don't like the feeling of being overwhelmed. Interestingly, side note, we don't like the feeling of being underwhelmed either, right? So you go to, a, you go to like a Broadway show, it doesn't quite live up to your expectations, and you're like, yeah, that, that show was, uh, we, were really, we were really underwhelmed by that show. Or another example, this guy's meditation is really un- underwhelming. You know, it just 
another everyday example. These two words, overwhelmed and underwhelmed, they're generally negative words, which would make you think that the vocabulary sweet spot is that you want to be whelm, right? If I don't want to be overwhelmed and I don't want to be underwhelmed, then don't I want to be whelmed? As in, today was a great day, I was perfectly whelm. <laughs> well, unfortunately, friends, this will not work. And it's not because whelm isn't a word. Whelm is actually a word. The problem is the word whelm means to be overcome or to be inundated. So overwhelmed means that you are more than just inundated, you're drowning. You're more than just overcome, you are being crushed by this situation. So we don't particularly want to be whelmed, and we certainly don't want to be overwhelmed. And yet, that's where we often find ourselves. Life can be very overwhelming. So what can we do as Christians? Well, I think that, and I don't mean this to be flippant at all, I think we pray. We pray for resources beyond ourselves that we can bring to the situation. Because the very reason we're overwhelmed is because we realize we cannot do this. I cannot do this. And so we call upon a power greater than ourselves when overwhelmed. And we do that through praying. But what's interesting is sometimes being overwhelmed and praying seem to be at odds with each other. The more overwhelmed we get, the less we tend to pray. And they really shouldn't be at odds with each other because the very thing we want to be doing when overwhelmed is to be praying. So even though we feel like, well, right now I don't have time, or I don't have the energy, or I'm not emotionally in a place to pray, these are the times where we most need prayer, we most need to be praying. And so today, as we enter into a time of prayer and start thinking about our context in the city, I want to ask, ask, ask and answer the question, or work on the question, how do we pray for the overwhelming? Not just how do we pray for the overwhelming of the, in the issues of the city, but how do we pray for the overwhelming things in our own lives? And in order to answer that question, I'm just going to pull four words that came from that video to sort of be hooks in our minds that will help us right now as we talk and then in a few minutes as we pray. So here's key word number one, community. When overwhelmed, we must pray for community and in community. One of the reasons that we can feel overwhelmed is because we often feel like we're alone in some situation, that it's only me. They mean I'm the only one experiencing this. I'm the only one who feels this way. And a lot of times that is only increased when we isolate ourselves in the midst of our overwhelmedness. And so one of the ways that we can pray through the feeling of being overwhelmed is that we pray with other people and we pray for other people to join us in our praying, we find others who are in the same situation we are in, who are, have walked through the situation we are walking through, and we join together in community. And this morning when we pray, we will pray for community, we will pray as a community for community, for the, the city and the urban environment that we're in. That people would discover true friendships where help and peace and care are offered, that there be healthy communities and that we would be part of those communities, 
that in our workplace and in our schools and in our, in our um, places we hang out, the coffee shops, that we would be a part of the community in a meaningful way. So when overwhelmed, you pray. we can pray in community, and we pray for community, and we seek others who can pray with us in community. And when it comes to the city, we pray that it would experience this kind of life-giving community, and that we would be fully present in the communities where God has called us. We all know how it is to sort of be in a community but not really engage in that community. And so I think a resolution or a prayer we can have for the new year is that we look and say, God, what, what circles have you brought to me? And how can I fully engage those circles for the sake of the gospel? Keyword two, space. We need to make space to pray when overwhelmed. Make space where the Lord can speak to us. As I mentioned earlier, one of the reactions we can often have when overwhelmed is since we don't quite know how to pray, we don't pray. You say, I don't really know what to pray, and so you cease to pray. But the Lord seems to encourage throughout Scripture creating space for the Lord and for you to interact with the Lord, even if you don't quite know what you're supposed to say in that space. Romans 8, 26, and 27, I think is a a really encouraging word about this. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Get that ending there. In harmony with God's own will. When you open yourself up to praying, when you give yourself space to pray, you can say, Lord, I don't know what to say. Spirit, pray for me because you are already in harmony with God's will. I don't know if I'm in harmony with God's will. Since I'm not sure, I plead for the Spirit to pray for me in words I won't even know of. And so you can only do that, though, when you've made the space to do it. So don't let knowing what to pray be the prerequisite to whether you pray. Do you get that? Don't let knowing what to pray be the prerequisite of whether you pray. You put yourself in the space to pray and the space to talk to the Lord, and you can pray this kind of prayer, asking the Spirit to speak for you. We also want to pray about the spaces in the city. This is sort of a little of a double meaning of this word space. What kind of spaces can we create where the church can interact with the culture today? What kind of spaces, physical spaces, would allow people to come into contact with God? We must not underestimate the power of a space in people's lives where they feel loved and affirmed, but also challenged and faced with the truth of the gospel. Many of us enjoyed a Christmas Eve service at Loma. That is a space that the church owns that we need to be creative with and thoughtful about. How can we use that space to bring the gospel message to our city? The space is there. We must be faithful as a campus and as a church with that space. And we hope to do that in the, in the, in the months to come. Even this space, look at this space. People come into this space on a Sunday morning. What are we offering people in this space? 
Are we offering them the love of Christ? Are we offering them a, a fellowship that they can walk through their time, their overwhelming times with? Are we offering the truth of the gospel? We want, th- we want to use this space faithfully for worship and for prayer and for the communication of truth, for encouragement and love. So we have this space, we have the Loma Coffee, and then we want to be thoughtful, of course, about new spaces. Are there new spaces that the Lord is asking our community to move into? New spaces where we can bring justice or peace or kindness. Are there new spaces the Lord is calling you or us in the year to come? Community, space, third word, innovation. When overwhelmed, pray for innovative ideas. Pray for innovative ideas. This is not unusual in the Psalms. The psalmists are very frequently praying for a new thing. If you look up at the Psalms, you look for words like renew, refresh, revive. They're sprinkled all throughout the Psalms, this idea of newness. Pray for a new spirit, a new wisdom, a new solution. You have this thing in your life that you just feel like, I just cannot cannot figure out how to handle it. I cannot figure out how to solve it. Something you can pray in the midst of your overwhelmingness is, Lord, give me a new idea. Give me a new wisdom. Give me a new thought in how to handle these people that I employ or this family that I care for or this, these coworkers that I interact with. Give me new ideas, a new sense of what I can do, new innovation. James 1, 5 and 6 encourages this very prayer. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. If you need wisdom, ask and he, will be, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. When overwhelmed, pray for innovation. Pray for wisdom. Pray for a new spirit, for a new idea, a new perspective. And when it comes to the city, praying for innovation simply puts us in line with the spirit of at least some parts of our city. Cities tend to be a place of innovation. Cities tend to be a place of new ideas and new technology and new energy. Churches often tend not to be. And so how do we take this old, ancient truth of the gospel and bring it to the new, innovative culture of the city? Old story, new innovation. When we pray for the city, pray for innovative ideas, wise ideas, new ideas for bringing the gospel to the city. Last word, character. When overwhelmed, I encourage you to pray for and seek potential underlying deeper character issues that may actually be surfacing in a bunch of different ways. For example, if you find that you are super busy one week and you are just totally overwhelmed by your schedule and you you pray the Lord, Lord, bring me through this week, give me some new ideas of how to handle my schedule. If you find yourself praying that prayer the next week and then the next week and then the next week and then the next week, the issue may be something deeper than just your calendar. It may be that you have some deeper issues that really need to be dealt with and really need to be prayed over. Maybe there's an insecurity in you that doesn't allow you to say no. And the issue really isn't your schedule, it's insecurity. 
Or maybe the issue is actually pride, and you want to be a part of everything. And you can't imagine not being there. You want to be hip and cool and there. And so you can't say no. Or maybe the deeper issue is laziness, and you just don't bother to really think through your, your life well enough. These are deeper issues that eventually may need to be prayed over because the overwhelmed feeling isn't just sort of a little blip on your radar. It's become your lifestyle. You live a lifestyle of being overwhelmed. And there might be some character issues that need to be dealt with. So, so have the courage to say to the Lord, is there something deeper that's leading me into these overwhelmed situations? Is there something deeper that I need to be seeking a solution for, seeking your forgiveness for, seeking your wisdom for? So allow your overwhelmed praying to dive into some of these deeper questions of character. And we need to do this when we pray for the city. We must ask and seek to face the character questions of the city. There's lots of, lots of um, things that show up in the city and in our culture that are bad things. But we sometimes need to start delving into the deeper issues that lead to those um, visible results. So we need to start diving into issues of what's the character issues of the city? Well, there's character issues with justice and with loneliness and with race and with poverty. These are sort of the deeper issues, and these, and these issues pop out and show up in a million different ways that can overwhelm us. But eventually, we need to be praying through and wrestling with and walking with one another through these deeper character issues of our community that keep showing up in sort of these uh, many myriad different difficult ways. So, how do we pray for the overwhelming? Pray for and in community. Create space to actually pray and hear from the Lord. Pray for innovation and pray that about the underlying character issues. And of course, all of our praying, our praying for the city today, the praying that you do at home, all of these press on us the reality that praying is only valuable because of Jesus Christ's ability to answer our prayers. That he, has a, that he is the solid rock that does not get overwhelmed, but rather operates as the foundation. So we have hope that not only can our prayers be heard, but that they're being heard by somebody that has the power to do something. And so we're tapping into that greater power. You may be familiar with this old hymn written in the 1800s. It's called The Solid Rock. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. And listen to the words of verse 3. You'll hear a special word. His oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is my hope and stay. Pray with me. Lord, we're thankful that when we feel overwhelmed, you are not overwhelmed. We're thankful that our hope is built on you, that you are our solid rock, and that when we pray, we are offering our prayers to the God of the universe who loves and is powerful 
and is caring and is concerned about the issues that we are concerned about, is concerned about the struggles we're having. Lord, you are concerned about our ability to raise our families. You are concerned about the love we have for our coworkers. You are concerned about our spirits and our emotions. You are concerned about the things we're concerned about. And so we lean on you for these things that we talked about. We lean on you for community, and we lean on you as we open space to meet with you. We lean on you for new wisdom. We lean on you to bring changes to our character, deep changes, to our character and to the character of our communities. And so, Lord, as we enter into a time of praying today, I ask that you would hear our prayer. That we know that when all around us gives way, you are our hope and stay. In your name we pray. Amen.